Welcome to Shopify Masters, your companion for starting and building a business. The podcast brought to you by Shopify. I'm Shwang Esther Shan, and today's episode features Kate McLeod, the co-founder behind her namesake business and the maker of the Body Stone. In this episode, Kate shares with us her career journey of leaving behind Wall Street to create her own business, how she got her skincare items into the hands of celebrities, and how she established retail partnerships with Goop and Anthony. Anthropology. Before our show, I wanted to talk to you about our free store setup guide. If you're new to Shopify in the process of setting up your store or wanting to fine-tune it even more, our team has created a free step-by-step guide to teach you how to make your ideal store a reality. For the complete free Shopify store setup guide, visit Shopify.com/guide. Now onto our show. Before Kate McLeod founded her namesake skincare business, she took many turns in her career, from being a trading analyst at Goldman Sachs to becoming a pastry chef. From Wall Street, Switzerland to the UK and back, Kate's career might look like many dots splattered across a page, but they all actually formed a clear path. Towards her business, when she created her first hero product, the Body Stone. The Body Stone is a solid cocoa butter-based moisturizer, and it melts on contact with warm, dry skin. It's filled with the vitamins and nutrients to really give you that nourished, moisturized skin. And, but if you've ever seen raw cocoa butter, it's it's really it's raw. It's a rock hard solid. But I I wanted to make a, the cocoa butter enhance that application process. And it's such a beautiful product because at the end of it, you don't have a plastic bottle or any waste. No, nothing, nothing like that.、Uh, and the body stone was born in my kitchen, and I used both ingredients that were in my kitchen cabinet. And when it came time to store the stone and package it, I really didn't know beauty, but I did. I did know food, and I knew, you know, what I used in my kitchen. And so, every body stone is actually wrapped in this gorgeous, like, hand-cut piece of linen, and that is what I had in my kitchen. A lot of our customers say that they use the the cloth at the end as a makeup remover wipe. The stone itself. Will melt down eventually into nothing, and at those last few bits, we tell you you can throw them in a hot bath. And then the actual container that we sell the body stone in—it's a bamboo canister. The lid, you know, swivels open, and the body stone gets tucked inside. I remember very early on walking out of a packaging fair. In Flatiron, in tears because no one would speak to me,、um, and I had this product and I didn't know how to package it. And everyone had these high minimum order quantities, and told me there was nothing. There was nothing for a body product that you had to take in and out of something and and keep it clean. And they told me to put it in a deodorant stick, and I didn't like that idea. And I remember I went home and made myself a cup of hot chocolate. That's like my comfort food. I was looking around my kitchen and I spotted a spice canister, and it was a bamboo spice canister. And I literally opened up my computer and stumbled into Alibaba. And within a week, I had found someone who would do a small order for me. And a few months later,、um, 
500 bamboo canister showed up on my doorstep in Williamsburg. And and then the journey began from there. But the bamboo canister is reusable. We sell stones in uh, refill boxes that you can recycle. So there's no plastic, no waste at the bottom of a bottle. A common theme in Kate's life is her ability to follow her intuition, from leaving behind investment banking to opening her own pastry shop. Then a pivotal moment in her entrepreneurial journey came when she reconnected with her now husband, Justin, which brought her back into New York City after years abroad. And so long story short, I ended up back in New York in 2015, and it was so different, right, from 2008, my arrival. Here I am in 2008, and I'm, oh, wow, I've got a job at Goldman. I definitely had an ego. I was a little cocky about it, and I felt like, I felt good, and I felt like I knew what I was doing, and I had a network, and here I was back in 2015, and I felt very, very small, and um scared and no direction and no job. And a lot of my friends had left and I'm living with someone who's got this cool app. Oh my goodness. I I discovered yoga and I cried on so many yoga mats. And then I met my sister-in-law who may be the first person who ever really saw me and who ever really listened. I mean, so much uncertainty and so much fear. And I just said goodbye to a complete life. Um, and Deb was like, are you okay? And I think I just broke down. And Deb and I developed a very close relationship. And a couple months later, it was summer. Our birthdays were back to back. And so we were hanging out. She was turning 60. I was turning 30. It was, it was crazy age gap. But like, she was like just this cool big sister. And um, she saw me putting lotion on. And she was like, what are you putting on your body? And she handed me this little jar. And... This is important. It was actually a plastic jar and it had a few little bits in it and it was cocoa butter. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think of cocoa butter as like these cocoa butter lotions that we're familiar with in, in big pharmacies. And the truth about those lotions is actually there's only really two to 5% cocoa butter in those lotions, really watered down with lots of fillers. She handed me cocoa butter. I never really considered putting it on my body in that raw, hardened state. And she wouldn't let me put it in the microwave because it was in a plastic container. And so she was like, no, go and spend some time with yourself. And the deeper meaning of that went like right over my head at the time, but I worked it into my skin. And the next day, especially my feet, again, I was, I was like basically living on yoga mats and my feet were really dry, my knees, my elbows, and everything was transformed. Warm. But I thought there's got to be an easier way to use this stuff. I ended up in Paris for a while and I really got into chocolate. And French chocolate, yeah, French chocolate is called couverture, or the, the chocolate you would work with to make chocolates is called couverture. And couverture has a very high percentage of cocoa butter. And that's what gives it that like melt on your tongue, that velvety amazingness. And so I thought, okay, let me just pretend that the cocoa butter is cabiture. And instead of, if I was going to make a ganache or a truffle filling, which is like that softer, you know, that would be like a 50-50 chocolate butter mix. But let me see if I can do that with cocoa butter. And instead of adding in like, you know, butter from my refrigerator, and I thought, all right, 
I'll add in my favorite oils. And so I melted the cocoa butter down on my stove and I added in these oils. And I had this mixture and I used to pour it into jars and I would dig it out with a wooden spoon and keep it next to the shower. And and eventually um, I wanted to share it. And I just, I love... I love feeding people and I love like gift, like making things to, to get above all. I'm really a maker and I poured it into my old silicone baking mold. I wanted to see if it would firm up. It, I got it to firm up and it worked and people liked it. And that was, that was the first version of the stone. Amazing. So let's talk about how you went from experimenting in your own kitchen to actually approaching businesses to carry your product and actually making it into a product for other people to use. There was so many twists and turns there. Again, like I feel like you never know who you're going to end up speaking with. I looked up a custom mold manufacturer because I couldn't afford all these molds produced overseas and I wanted something different than the pastry. That led me to this amazing man in Long Island City who used to make all the Statue of Liberties for the tourist shops. I walked in with a chunk of clay from Michael's. Without him, our brand would not exist. I would not be here. But um, he helped me make the mold. And then, frankly, my, my husband kind of gave me a little push out the door. I remember for a long time, there was our whole table. We couldn't eat at our table because it was just covered with all different like prototypes of, of these things. And he was like, so like, are they ever going to leave? the apartment. And then literally going back to that moment where I said, where the first 500 bamboo canisters came in, I remember, because I also wanted to, I, I was literally making every stone in my kitchen at this point. And I bought a little, like, it was a medical grade refrigerator. Cause that's how these things firm up. You know, I, I temper them, I heat them, and then I put them in cold source to get them to come together. And so I had like a separate unit. So I felt like I wasn't contaminating from my kitchen. And I had like a you know, sterile working environment. And I had the canister. And someone introduced me to the owner of a beauty shop down in Tribeca. I went in with a stone and a canister wrapped in its linen, no label. And I remember I like told her about it and, and this woman opened it up. I still, I'll never forget. She was sitting at her desk and there was a desk lamp and she was looking down and she was, she got really, really quiet. And she looked up and her first words were, you're very clever. And um, it was a clean beauty store. And she was like, I have nothing like this on my shelves. And she's like, I've tried solid moisturizers before, but mine is, you know, we're not only waterless, we're waxless. No one works with that high percentage of cocoa butter because it's very high maintenance. Like there's a lot of temperature controls in the process. Like I, I, my workshop, I still own all the production. We never outsourced it and I never intend on it. It's, it's a chocolate kitchen. I go about this from a food perspective. That's how we work with the ingredients. Like that's very different from these bigger manufacturers. And because of that, we were able to produce a product that feels that has a very different feel because we use just a high, uh, there's a very high percentage of cocoa butter and stone. I walked into a shop and she liked it and she took 20 and we sold them in a day. And she took 40 that weekend and she sold them. Then what she didn't tell me, because I guess she couldn't guarantee it, but she gave one to Naomi Watts and Naomi Watts put it, in this blog called Into the Gloss like the next month. And um, yeah, that definitely got attention. 
And I it was literally still making them in my kitchen. And that was, it was both amazingly exciting because I had orders coming in from all over the world. And it was also really scary because I was hand pouring them and I had no help. And after I got through those orders, I took the website down. We weren't on Shopify. That summer, that was like the spring of 2018. And I just spoke to anyone who would listen. And I just blind, I blind emailed people and I showed up for meetings. I, um, at this point we had, we had, uh, we had stumbled upon Shopify. We had used one of your basic themes. What I had realized about like a competitor at the time was that, oh my God, none of my taxes were set up properly on this competitor's platform. And I discovered Shopify. I'm like, oh my gosh, they handle the taxes. That was huge for me. That was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to worry about this. It's here. Like Shopify has done this for me. And you also have the Shopify POS. And when I say I literally talk to anyone, I, I, I mean, I would always take an Uber pool home at night. It was almost like a game. I wanted to see if people would buy the stone, if I could sell the stone. So I would sell them in the back of Uber pools. Amazing. And I would ring people up. They would be like, how will I pay you? Do I Venmo you? And I'd be like, no, no, no. I've got my cash register and I would pull out my Shopify POS clip. Another serendipitous moment that allowed Kate to scale her business was when she met her co-founder, Nicola Gray, which allowed their lives to converge and come together to paint a grander picture. She's such an incredible human being. And I was like, I want a partner. I want a business partner. And a mutual friend introduced me to my co-founder, Nicola Gray. And that was really when things began. And with Nicola... Uh, we got out of my kitchen. We set up what we call affectionately the butter atelier. Our first workshop was in Dumbo. You know, Nicola got it. She she believed in the idea, but more than anything, she believed in me. And she has a very different skill set than mine. She had been a consultant and gone to business school. And we just we just took a leap of faith on each other. She met me. And we were complete strangers. And I pitched her my idea. And she, she listened. She really listened. And she didn't listen with an ear for why this would not work. She listened with curiosity and genuine interest and let that curiosity act, like lead her to ask questions and took it home and tried it. You can just tell when someone's being real with you. She had also done so much. It was interesting. It's, it's those moments of fate and those moments of like synchronicity that are just such magic. And she literally came in here and had identified this intersection this between the kitchen and the bathroom. She had really done her research on the beauty market. In my, I, I feel like I'm not really beauty and more self-care and wellness, but she had, she had done so much research on the space was basically looking for like the creative half to like all like, her skill set is just incredible like and, and and to the to the research to the, just the organization and the, the structure which opposites in so many ways that we complement each other so well um but when I sat down and I think I think we all just want to feel seen and heard and we had a great conversation and that led to another good conversation and she just kept showing up. And I kept showing up 
in three years that we had started this business, between the two of us, we've had three literal children. She called me about a month and a half after I met her and we decided to do this. And she let me know she was pregnant. And honestly, my reaction to that was, I, I was so excited because I thought I got so like, all right, we're doing this. We're going to create a business as moms. We're actually going to put something out there that we are going to, we're just going to do it differently. And we're going to bounce. We're going to figure this out. We're going to have our babies and our business and we've got each other. So we're not in this alone. And like, it's when you're alone that for me was just so paralyzing with fear. Once I had a partner, once it was just beyond me, once it was like a team, once I felt like I had a team, I was just like, God, I'm going to get emotional, but I can like feel the tears building up. I was just so grateful to have a team. And then it just starts going. And so it, it was truly like I, Nicola has said to me in one point or another, like her skill set is, is re- replaceable. And I so, so disagree with that statement because I think lots of skill sets are, are replaceable. And in many companies, you know, you can, you've got great people and you can probably find other people to do those, those roles. But her faith and her ability to show up and have honest, tough conversations and to keep showing up and coming back. And to this has been such a, a growth, this company building it um, for both of us on a personal level, but she shows up and that is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. But I think it is a constant theme. Like you have this strong intuition and it really pays off when you are just listening to yourself and yeah, connecting with someone. So um, I do want to talk about also the fact that you guys have more retail partners moving beyond that first store you approach. Now you're in anthropology. So tell us about how you went about building all these retail relationships. We did not actually have PR until a couple months ago. And we, like years without it, I was our PR agency. And we um, did not do any sort of paid marketing. We were purely word of mouth. And we're bootstrapped for the first two years. And it was just who would talk to me. And I would, I would guess domain handles and I would email out to different buyers or editors and just try and get it in front of people's faces. I think when people see it, they're like, is that soap? And I'm like, no, it's a solid moisturizer. But when you feel it, you get it. Anthropology, I, um, I'll, I'll never forget when we got that email, you know, they actually reached out to us. It was so full circle. I used to work at anthropology when I was in college uh, and I loved it. And it's one of my favorite stores. And when they reached out, I literally remember I got on the phone with a buyer and I, I told her all these stories. And I was like, for me, this would be such a personal one. And again, and now we have such a great relationship with them now, but it, it was based off of talking and listening and sharing stories. But I was... I would always take a conversation. I never knew where that conversation was going to lead or who we would meet. And it led to a lot of um, beyond lucky. A lot of our press was was very earned. None, none of it was paid for. And, and Stone is just so different that people would gift it to people who they didn't know what to get. People who could get anything. And that's how, you know, how it was very well received at Goop. That's how it got into Naomi Watts' hands. It's also how it got in 
to Lily Aldridge's hands. Within the first few months after we had launched, she put it on Vogue when she was pregnant, her belly moisturizer of choice. And so I'm, I'm assuming that they saw us in one of these articles. And in terms of retail relationships in general, though, I just, I think the important word there isn't retail, it's relationships. And, and I think that the retail partners, um, I've gone into a lot of stores and just always asked for the, the card of the buyer. I've sent a lot of blind emails. And I guess in the very beginning, I just didn't know how big a lot of beauty brands were. You're growing a lot and you went through so many iterations of your website. Has there been, you know, favorite tools and apps or things of that sort that you really enjoyed? You know, we actually just upgraded to Shopify Plus. It's really like a company milestone. So for example, my product um, in the hottest, hottest, hottest of months in the South, we can, you know, occasionally you can soften because it is a product that melts on contact. But what's so amazing about Shopify Flows is that we're able to identify customers that live in hotter regions. We can send them uh, proactive emails that are like, remember, when your package arrives, go out and get it right away. I.e. don't let it sit in your mailbox, which can reach temperatures. Those black mailboxes can get up to 140 degrees inside. They're like slow cookers. And so that's amazing. And it's able to help our customer experience. But when I think about Shopify, I think about how there's one other time, you know, we're bootstrapped, we're fully bootstrapped. And there was a particularly hard period last summer. We're scaling too. We've got some big retail partners now. There's a lot of costs that go into scale for the ingredients and our canister, just raw you know, elements. It got tight, got really tight for a couple of months. And we realized Shopify Capital was an option and we applied and the money hit our account within 24 hours. We were able to pay. I remember it was a large bill for packaging and that led into the holiday season where we, we really started playing with you know, paid ads on social that were paid and, and, really, and we got some amazing press pieces and our business really exploded and took off from there. And that led them to the move of upgrading Shopify Plus. We were really, really grateful that that was there. I'm so glad. Like, I always love hearing stories of how capital has been helpful. But tying to that, you know, last year was also such a difficult time for everyone with COVID and just readjusting to a new business environment. You mentioned um, you're a mom, Nicola's a mom, and you guys are going through all of this scaling plus COVID. So tell us about how everything went like for 2020. When the pandemic hit, I had a six-month-old and I was being really hard on myself. For anyone who has a six-month-old, it's just, it's interesting. At least for me, I, it felt like I had had the baby for, like I had had Ollie forever. Like it felt like six months was so long. Like by six months, I figured like I should have been feeling like myself again. And that was just not the case for me. And I would read these articles online. I would just torture myself with these articles where it was like, oh yeah, by six months, I was like, you know, I felt like I bounced back. And that was, I was, um really having a difficult time balancing, spending time with my baby, building a business. I just, I remember my mornings where there was no routine and then the pandemic hit. And I think the, the big silver lining for me 
it's priceless as a mom that in between calls, you know, when I finish this conversation, I'm literally looking outside right now and Ollie is running through puddles. It's raining today in his yellow rain boots and, and he's, he's just stomping through puddles. And I can see that. That's, in, that's amazing to me. That's just so great. And I'm having this conversation with you. And that to me, I feel so blessed. And I'll run outside and I'll give him a hug and I'll get in the car and I'll go meet Nicola at the workshop. And it's just like, how lucky am I? That's insane. And we moved upstate and we've been, we've embraced and been embraced by the community up here. Um, we've grown our team, our production team from two to over 15 over this past year. We have such a family up here and working from home. Nicola just gave birth. I think Louie is now. Uh, three and a half months old, if that. But for any mom to, who knows that experience, not having to, even with amazing new office spaces that have pumping rooms, still being able to even put like breastfeed or pump or during the day at home versus doing it in an office. The pandemic was very challenging. And it for everyone, it brought up a new set of completely unexpected challenges. For being as mothers, it was, there's a lot of silver linings. And I think a lot of people would agree. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And I think skincare wellness is one of those COVID proof industries. It's actually the industries that people are turning more into because we suddenly have this time to pause and to your point, have a moment to ourselves and take care of ourselves. Um, and I noticed that you guys are expanding into accessories and, and beyond. So to wrap up, what are some exciting plans for the future that you can share? I, as I said, I'm a maker above all else. I have a, um, an old like cabinet in my kitchen where, um, I just have jars of oils and butters and I'm always experimenting. And I, I, I love making, I think I'm on like, you know, version nine of my baby bum cream um, for, for Ollie's bottom. Um, I don't know if I'll ever, if that'll ever come out, but um, you are right. We are expanding. We just launched our dry brush and the dry brush is really the partner. It's, it is the perfect pair to the stone and the routine, the ritual is dry brush, shower, body stone. And the dry brush just, it, primes the skin. Your skin is your largest organ. It's porous. Getting back to the fact that like, yes, the the body stone is very nourishing to the soul and to the spirit, but it is also very nourishing to the physical body. But it it also helps exfoliate and open up all the pores. And then that hot shower, warm bath, your skin is ready to absorb all of the nutrients and the vitamins in the cocoa butter in, in the body stone. Um, and for me, that is really the secret of summer skin. And we'll see where that goes in the future. Um, I definitely have a lineup of products that I would love to introduce, but we've done things very slowly, very, very thoughtfully. There is intention behind every element of the packaging. There is intention behind every new scent or accessory that we release. And that intention, that's one of the pillars of our brand. And so we'll we'll follow that and see where it goes. But there are some exciting things that I think you'll see coming in 2022 um, or maybe even the end of 2021 that might move to different parts of the body, might move to different types of applications. There's there's a lot. I'm, I'm very excited to see where it goes. 
it's a very fun journey. Amazing. Well, our listeners need to keep their eyes peeled on katemcleod.com. So I'm so excited for you guys and seeing what you guys will do next. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Kate. Thank you so much for having me, Shuang. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Shopify Masters. My name is Shuang, and if you enjoy Kate's story of creating the body stone and building her business, please leave us a review on your listening platform so the show can be discovered by others. Until next time on Shopify Masters.